Welcome to Always Abounding. This podcast will encourage you as a believer to continue on and always abound in the work of the Lord. Now your host, Keith Stensis. Welcome once again to our podcast, Always Abounding. I hope this podcast finds you always abounding in the work of the Lord. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And uh, this is your host, Pastor Keith Stensis, here in uh, Uganda, East Africa. And I've been serving the Lord here for the last 25 years, and I am having the time of my life and uh, looking forward to more and more opportunities to abound in the work of the Lord. And uh, God's doing some great work over here. People are being saved and baptized and discipled. Churches are being started. Pastors are being edified and taught. And uh, I tell you, it is just a blessed ministry. And I count myself privileged. And and, uh, I just thank the Lord each and every day uh, that he allows me to be in the ministry, allows me to serve the Lord here. And uh, it is such a blessing. For sure, uh, it has its challenges. And for sure, there are things that I wish we could change uh, maybe here and there. But uh, uh, all in all, God is good. And uh, God is uh, so wonderful. And God has provided through all these years, through all the different ministries we've been involved in, uh, God has been there every step of the way with every bit of, uh, with every ministry uh, that he leads us to do, God has provided every step of the way. God's protected us, God's watched over us, and uh, we just thank the Lord so much uh, for that. We thank the Lord for his grace, we thank the Lord for his uh, power in our lives, because without him, uh, there is just no way that we can continue uh, to operate these ministries, there's no way we continue to serve of the Lord. And uh, so I give all the glory and praise to our Savior, uh, Jesus Christ, uh, for enabling us and allowing us the opportunity to serve him here. Uh, Well, things are going well here in Uganda, and uh, we are so thankful that uh, we are able to serve him. Uh, This next uh, week uh, coming up, we're excited about this. We're getting ready to have our uh, TBI, our Triannual Bible Institute. And uh, in our Triannual Bible Institute, we invite uh, pastors and church leaders from various churches uh, around our community, uh, around our district, to come in and be taught the Word of God. Uh, many of our people, uh, many of our pastors, uh, because of their work schedule and because of the fact that they have their farms and and uh, their animals and things like this, they're taken care of. They just they're not able uh, to come to a uh, normal or what we would think of as a traditional Bible college, and uh, and so we do have a Bible college here, but they're just not able to come because of that. And so uh, we have our Triennial Bible Institute where every uh, every three months or so, uh, whenever they have the school breaks, uh, we meet together. And uh, usually we have about 50 to 60 men that come for this. And uh, so I'm excited about it. We're going to be teaching through the book of Revelation and uh, studying Revelation and prophecy. And so I'm excited about that. Trying to get through uh, the book of Revelation and prophecy in one week uh, is going to be a challenge. And so pray for us. Pray that we have the wisdom that we need to be able to accomplish that and uh, be a help and a blessing 
uh, to our men. A lot of people today talking in our world today talking about prophecy and talking about end time events and uh, not something that uh, we need to fear, not something we need to shy away from. Uh, I don't believe the Bible, God makes the Bible hard to understand for his people. And uh, I think sometimes uh, we get in the way and we make scripture hard to understand uh, because we uh, bring in too much of our preconceived ideas. Uh, we bring in too many of our ideas uh, about what we've heard from the news media or what we've heard from people uh, that have their opinions. And uh, I believe if we just get in the word of God, especially in the book of Revelation, and just let the book of Revelation say what it says. Uh, I think it's very easy uh, to understand. And yes, there is, it is one of those books where you have to compare Scripture with Scripture, and there's a lot to learn, uh, there's a lot to dig into, uh, but uh, uh, so many people shy away from it, and so many people, because they don't understand the book of Revelation, uh, they tend to follow books, and they try to tend to follow movies and all this kind of stuff. And so there's a lot of weird ideas out there uh, about end-time events. And so we're going to try to get into the Word of God with these men, and uh, give them a, uh, a, a rightly dividing the word of truth view of the book of Revelation and prophecy. And so that's coming up, so we're excited about that. A lot of men coming, and uh, let's pray for their safe transport as they come, and uh, pray for God's provision uh, during this time that God will provide everything we need to make it to be a successful week. And uh, so pray with us about that. I'm excited about uh, what's coming up there. Also pray for us at the end of October, uh, we have a medical team coming from the country, uh, from the United States and coming to Uganda, uh, about 30, 35 doctors, nurses, helpers, uh, coming over. We're going to be setting up a medical clinic, uh, there in, uh, a village called, uh, Buzidango. And, uh, they're at, uh, back to the Bible Baptist church. And, uh, we're going to be doing our best to treat people, uh, with their physical needs, as well as at the same time, uh, preaching the gospel to them and helping them to understand that uh, more important than their physical needs being met is their spiritual needs. And so we're going to be giving them the gospel of Jesus Christ as well as physical help. And uh, so I've been already praying about this. That we're going to see many people come to know Christ as their Savior. And as well, we'll be able to see that church there helped and uh, maybe see some growth in that church as a result of people being saved and discipled and being added to that church. And so pray uh, for that ministry as that comes up the end of October. I would really appreciate your prayers on that. And uh, then coming up in November, we have another Triennial Bible Institute that will be happening up in Kalido, up in northeastern Uganda. So a lot of things uh, coming up, a lot of things happening, and uh, we sure appreciate your prayers uh, on our behalf. Continue to pray for my wife as she recovers from uh, eye surgery and as the doctors are continuing to try to figure out uh, what is wrong with her knee. And uh, it was just the just strangest thing. I mean, just one day, I remember the night she came in and she had, it was like her knee was swelling up. She didn't have an accident. She didn't uh, fall down. She didn't twist it or anything. It just, it just happened. And, uh, and it's been very baffling to a lot of doctors. And so um, she's getting an MRI and hopefully as a result of that MRI, MRI, they'll be able to figure out uh, exactly what is the problem and uh, be able to uh, give her some relief from some of that pain that she's experiencing. 
uh, as she tries to walk. And so your prayers are appreciated. Thank you so much for uh, those of you that uh, respond to our podcast and let us know uh, that you're listening. Thank you so much for that, and I hope we continue to be helping a blessing to you. Those of you that support our podcast, thank you so much for that as well, and uh, we sure appreciate that. Every bit helps, and it helps us to be able to continue furthering uh, the work of God and uh, and just uh, and again, my purpose in this podcast is it keeps me sharp. It helps me to be able to uh, to continue to be able to teach each and every week. Uh, but at the same time, my purpose is to help people uh, that are listening to this podcast to always abound, always do more, always look for more opportunities to serve the Lord. And in the Word of God, there are many different places in the Bible where the Bible says we need to always abound. Remember, abounding means to go above average, uh, to go above the status quo. And uh, so we need to be going above average. We don't need to be settling for what everybody else is doing. Uh, We need to be looking for opportunities to do more. And so we've been looking in the last few podcasts, uh, different places in the Bible where the Bible tells us to abound. Uh, to abound, to do, to go above average, to do more uh, in this particular area. So we've looked at several different areas, and uh, and uh, the last uh, podcast we looked at always abounding in good works. And uh, so today we're going to be looking in the book of Philippians. Uh, the book of Philippians and chapter number one, Philippians chapter number one, and we're going to look at a new area today in which we need to be abounding in, and uh, this area is a very interesting one, and uh, the Bible has a lot to say about this, and so we're going to try to get as much as we can in this podcast uh, before we have to close. The Bible says in Philippians chapter one and verse number nine, verse number nine, and this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. In knowledge and in all judgment. Now, we've talked before about this idea of our love abounding, and yet this love needs to be abounding in knowledge, and this love needs to be abounding in judgment. And uh, we've talked a lot in the past. As a matter of fact, we had a whole podcast on abounding in knowledge. Uh, but I want to focus in on this idea of abounding, that, that our love may abound more and more in all judgment. And uh, that word judgment is a word that we don't use much uh, these days. And, and uh, we don't usually say, God, please give me judgment. Uh, many times the word we use is discernment. And uh, it's the same type of word. It's the same meaning of the word. As a matter of fact, I looked up the word judgment in the Webster's 1828 Dictionary. And, and this is the definition. It is the spirit of wisdom and prudence um, enabling a person to discern right and wrong, good and evil. And so once again, the definition of judgment is the spirit of wisdom and prudence enabling a person to discern right and wrong, good and evil. Uh, We live in a day-to-day where discernment has been pretty much thrown out the window. Um, there is no discernment. There is no judgment. Pretty much people do whatever they feel like doing or they do what everybody else is doing. And uh, there's really not a, 
uh, a, a wall, if you would, that is protecting us from right and wrong. It's, there, there's just, there's so many, we have grayed the areas in so many different areas of our life, uh, whether it's what we watch or what we listen to or who we associate with. We have so grayed those areas that really the lines of discernment have been so blurry uh, that it's hard to, it's hard to see really where people stand. It's hard to see really where people, uh, you know, uh, draw that line of what is wrong and what is right. And, uh, and I believe it is very important that as believers, we learn to abound in discernment. Uh, he says, your love may abound yet more and more in judgment, in discernment. It's interesting that in the Bible, three different times, this idea of knowledge and judgment are in the same verse, and, uh, and, and they're talking about the same idea. Because in, in order to have the right discernment, we have to have the right knowledge. In order to be able to discern what is right and wrong, we have to have a knowledge of what is right and wrong. And uh, we, we go to the Word of God, we dig into the Word of God, we find out what does God say is truth, uh, what does God say is a lie, what does God say is evil, what does God say is righteousness. And, uh, and then as we do that, what we do is we start to hone our discernment so that there are no gray areas in our life, it's black and white, and we're able to know, hey, this is wrong, this is right. Uh, so many times people come to pastors and come to missionaries for counsel uh, in different areas. And, and basically, they're wanting to find out, is this decision I'm going to make right? Is it going to be wrong? Uh, is what I'm doing right or wrong? And, uh, and that's, what, that's what really, when you, when you come up uh, with counseling, and I've, I've talked to counselors, I've been involved in counseling, uh, really that is the, uh, the bottom line of what counseling all is about, is helping people to make a right decision uh, and helping them to avoid wrong decisions. And uh, if, if we do not have the discernment and if we don't have our discernment skills honed uh, with what is right and wrong, then we're going to make very bad decisions and we're going to live lives that are not right with the Lord. Uh, hold your place here and turn to Psalm 119. I just read this verse this morning uh, in my uh, devotions and I, I just thought to myself as I read it, uh, this goes right along with what I'm going to be teaching uh, in this podcast, Psalm 119, and uh, notice in verse number 66, Psalm 119 and verse number 66, teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I have believed thy commandments. Teach me good judgment and knowledge. What, does, what was David asking for? He's saying, God, teach me good discernment. I want to be able to discern properly, and I want to be able to have the knowledge that I need to be able to make those right discernments, to be able to make those right decisions. He says, teach me those things, for I have believed in thy commandments. In other words, I trust your commandments. I trust your word so much that as I'm reading your word, God, you teach me, uh, allow your Holy Spirit of God to guide me so that I will know that which is right 
wrong, that which is right. And it just as the definition that Webster gave us, the having that spirit of wisdom and prudence to enable us uh, to be able to properly discern between what is right and wrong. And that is going to come when we give ourselves to the Word of God and we immerse ourselves in what is truth so that we can immediately determine what is error. Uh, look over in Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, right before the book of Jeremiah, Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah and uh, chapter number 40, and uh, look in verse number 14. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse number 14. Uh, look in verse number 13 to get the context. Who hath directed the Spirit of the Lord, or being his counselor, hath taught him? With whom took he counsel, and who instructed him, and taught him in the path of knowledge, or I'm sorry, in the path of judgment, and taught him knowledge, and showed to him the way of understanding? Now, he's, he's bringing out a rhetorical question here, but in this rhetorical question, it is an understanding that 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 the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord, uh, he knows judgment, he knows knowledge, he has the understanding of what is right and wrong, and that is the same idea that you and I need to have. And so I'm not going to be talking so much today about um, knowledge per se, because we've already talked about that increasing in our knowledge of the Word of God. But understanding that in the knowledge of the Word of God, that ought that ought to help us to abound in our judgment, in our decision making, in our discernment, so that we don't have to think about the decisions we make. Uh, we ought to be able to automatically know what is right and wrong. Now, I understand the Bible says in the multitude of counselors there is safety, and there never reaches a point in our life uh, where we do not need counselors. But I, but I really truly believe with all of my heart uh, that the reason why most of the questions and most of the reasons, the majority of the reasons uh, that we have to go to counselors is because we have not honed in our lives that, that ability to be able to discern what is right and wrong. And so we go to other people and we want them to discern it for us. And I believe that we should be abounding in discernment uh, so that, again, we can be able to take care of most of the decisions. And, and again, I remember my, my pastor said one time, he said, if you, will, uh, if you will come to church and if you will sit under the preaching of the Word of God, if you'll be faithfully reading your Bible, uh, you will find that your need for counseling goes way down. Uh, because the majority of the decisions and the majority of the questions that people have and the reason they have to go and seek counsel is simply because they do not have discernment themselves to be able to understand what is right and wrong. And uh, so again, I'm not saying uh, the Bible says very clearly we need to seek counsel in what we're doing, counsel and decision. I'm not opposing to that. I'm just saying that the majority of what we seek counsel for, uh, the Bible is very clear about, and if we have the understanding that we need and the discernment that we need, uh, then we ought to be able to uh, be able to make the right decisions. Look over in Hebrews chapter 5, uh, the book of Hebrews and uh, chapter number 5, there's a very interesting uh, word here about discernment. Now, the word discernment does not appear in the Bible, but the word discern is. Uh, notice the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 5 and verse number 12, he says, for when for the time ye ought to be teachers. In other words, the amount of time that you've been saved the amount of time that you've been born again, you ought to be teachers. Ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. 
and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. Notice verse 14. But strong meat belongeth to them who are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised, watch this, to discern both good and evil. How do you know that you have reached full age? All right. He says, strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age. What is full age? How do I know that I've reached full age? When you have your senses exercised to be able to discern both good and evil. When you have abounded, when you have reached a point in your life where you are able to discern between what is right and what is wrong, that is the difference between maturity and immaturity. That is the difference between a babe in Christ and someone who ought to be eating strong meat and someone who is of full age. And so, again, that definition, uh, the ability to have our senses exercised to discern both good and evil, goes hand in hand with the definition that uh, Webster's gave, uh, the, the ability or having the wisdom and prudence enabling us to discern right and wrong. And uh, so that is what we're talking about when we talk about judgment. Now, the majority of the time uh, that the Bible mentions judgment, the word judgment appears in the Bible nearly 300 times. Uh, in the Bible, and most of the time uh, when the word judgment is used, it is used in what we think of as a courtroom or making a judgment or uh, the judgment seat of Christ or uh, the great white throne judgment. You know, we, we think about that type of judgment, and that's what the majority of the scriptures refer to, but in reality, it's the same thing, all right? You have a judge in a courtroom uh, that is going to make a discernment between what is right and what is wrong. And uh, so the idea is still there. And so even though uh, sometimes the word judgment is not necessarily meaning the uh, wisdom and prudence uh, that you have when, he, when we talk about it as a character quality, um, but it is always there, the word judgment, it always has to do with a discernment between right and wrong. But today we're looking at the idea of this judgment as a character quality, abounding in judgment, abounding in discernment. And so let's look at several verses here, and we're just going to see what the Bible says for a few minutes about the idea of uh, this judgment, this discernment, and uh, may it help us to always abound in our discernment. Take your Bibles and turn to John chapter 7. We'll start there. Uh, John and chapter number 7. John chapter 7, and uh, notice in verse number 24. John chapter 7 and verse number 24. Notice the Bible says here, Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. Now, this is the Lord Jesus Christ talking, and he's saying, listen, you cannot just look at how things appear. And uh, we cannot make decisions based upon appearance. We cannot make decisions based upon how we feel about the decision or how we feel about somebody. Sometimes, uh, you know, over and over and over, the Bible talks about making sure you have no respect of persons, but make sure you make the right kind of judgment. Uh, why? Because sometimes we look at someone and we say, well, I like that person or I like how that person talks or uh, that person is my friend. And so we make judgments based 
based upon appearance. And what this verse is telling us here is we need to be asking God, help us, Lord, not to make judgments according to the appearance or the, the way things appear to look, but make sure that we're asking God to give us the discernment that we have or that we need so that we can judge righteous judgment judge righteous judgment. Now, there are some people that say, well, the Bible says, judge not that you be not judged. Uh, again, we're taking that verse out of context when we tell people not to judge because the Bible tells us to judge, all right? And uh, the Bible tells us that we're to determine between right and wrong. Now, we are not to compare ourselves, and that is the, uh, the interpretation of that context. I am not to judge you based upon me. I am to judge you based upon the truth of the Word of God. I am to judge you based upon what is right and wrong in the Word of God. And again, uh, that judgment is not a negative thing, but it is the ability to properly discern what is right and wrong. Look in 1 Corinthians in chapter number 1. 1 Corinthians and uh, chapter number 1, and notice in verse number 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and notice in verse number 10. The Bible says, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. It, isn't it interesting that he tells us here that as a church, we need to be perfectly joined together in the same judgment? All right. In other words, the same discernment. We, we ought to be able to come together. And one of the reasons we come together in church is so that we can learn from the pastor, we can learn from the preaching of the Word of God, what is right and wrong, how the church needs to stand, what the church needs to do, what the church does not need to do, and we need to be unified in that judgment. We need to be unified in that discernment of what is right and wrong. Uh, it's amazing to me, uh, and, and again, you have the problem here in Corinth, and you have a, a lot of problem in uh, churches around the country where people, they don't have any discernment, and so the very littlest thing, the very dis, uh, the smallest disagreement they have, uh, I mean, they're, they're willing to split the church, they're willing to split families, they're willing to cause division and dissension in the church simply because the people of the church are not of the same mind and of the same judgment. Uh, look in 1 Kings chapter 3, way back in the Old Testament. 1 Kings and uh, chapter number 3. Uh, remember Solomon is just now becoming king. And, and remember the Lord came to him and said, Solomon, uh, ask what you want. Whatever you want, uh, I'm going to give it to you. And remember Solomon asked for wisdom. He asked for judgment instead of riches. And notice what the Lord said uh, to Solomon in 1 Kings chapter 3 and uh, verse number 11. And he says, And God said unto him, Because thou hast asked this thing, and hast not asked for thyself long life, neither hast thou asked riches for thyself, but hast asked the nor hast asked the life of thine enemies, but hast asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment." 
to discern judgment. This is what Solomon asked for. He could have asked God for uh, peace in the kingdom. He could have asked God for riches. He could have asked God for anything, and God would have given him, and God did give it to him. But the priority in Solomon's life, Solomon said, listen, God has put me in a place of leadership. I don't have the understanding to be able to do this, and so I am asking God, God, please give me the ability to discern judgment so that I can be able to determine between what is right and wrong. And Solomon felt in his life uh, to be the right kind of king that he was going to be, he needed that discernment. And, uh, and by the way, whatever you're doing, whether you're leading a Sunday school class, whether you're leading a family, whether you're leading a church, whatever ministry it is that God may be having you to lead, may God give us the ability to discern what is right and wrong. Notice in verse number nine, you see the exact prayer that Solomon prayed. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this thy so great a people? When we, when we ask God for discernment, when we ask God to help us to abound in discernment, then what we're doing is we're saying, God, I don't have the ability in my flesh to know what is right and wrong. Because the Bible says, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. In my flesh dwelleth no good thing. So we cannot make good discernment and good decisions and make good judgments in our flesh. We have got to have the help of the Holy Spirit. We've got to have the help of God to be able to help us to make the right decisions. And so my prayer to God ought to be the same as what Solomon did. What, what a, now, I know Solomon ended his life not very good, and he was not following his own wisdom and discernment. But in this point in Solomon's life, you have to commend him because at a time where he could have had anything that he wanted, he understood, God, I'm going to humble myself and understand I don't know how to be king. I don't know how to make decisions. I don't know how to change people's lives. So, Lord, I'm asking you to give me the discernment to make the right kind of decisions. Look in Proverbs chapter chapter 21, the book of Proverbs, and uh, chapter number 21, and notice in verse number 3, Proverbs 21 and verse number 3. Uh, the Bible says, well, let's look in verse number 2. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord pondereth the hearts. To do justice and judgment is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Think about that. God says, I would rather you have a discerning heart. I would rather you uh, have discernment than to sacrifice for me. I would rather you know what, uh, the word justice there is simply to do what is right, but then the judgment is there to discern what is right, all right? He says, it is much more important for you to do right and to be able to discern what is right. That is acceptable to the Lord more than sacrifice. And, and so you see the importance of this to God. You see the importance of it when Solomon asked for, uh, asked for judgment and discernment more than wealth and riches, and you see that God blessed him in such a way. He says, because you've not asked for these other things, I'm going to give them to you anyway, but I'm also going to give you the wisdom and discernment that you asked for. And so uh, having discernment and being able to make decisions and discern between right and wrong is acceptable. It is pleasing to the Lord. Several verses in Isaiah. Uh, Isaiah is full of verses talking about uh, judgment. Let's look at just a few of those. Look in Isaiah 59. The book of Isaiah and uh, chapter number 59 
And uh, notice in verse number 8, Isaiah chapter 59 and verse number 8. The Bible says, The way of peace they know not, and there is no judgment in their goings. There's no discernment. They have made them crooked paths. Whosoever goeth therein shall not know peace. Therefore is judgment far from us, neither doth justice overtake us. We wait for light, but behold obscurity, for brightness, but we walk in darkness. We grope for the wall like the blind, and we grope as if we had no eyes. We stumble at noonday as in the night. We are in desolate places as dead men. And he goes on and on and on talking about this. Now, what is the problem? The problem is there is no judgment in their goings. There is no discernment. There is no, there's no right and wrong. And when you have no right and wrong, the result of that is there is no peace. The result of that is their, their paths or the way that they are going is crooked because you're constantly going this way and that way and up and down. And the decisions you're making are based upon feelings and they're based upon circumstances and they're, they're based upon uh, what is happening in the moment. And we, are, we do not have the ability to make proper discernments and we don't have the ability to, to determine in the heat of the moment what is right and what is wrong. And, and so he says, we don't know no, no peace. He says, we're, we're like the blind. We grope for the wall like the blind. We stumble uh, in our walking. We, we are in desolate places of dead men. I mean, the, the, the picture here and the example here of, the, uh, of not having discernment and not being able, and, and you can see this in people's lives all around our world today, young people uh, who destroy their lives and mess up their lives because they have never been taught discernment. They've never been taught what is right and wrong. And so they're going this way and going that way and, and messing up their lives. And, and many times by the time people even come to for counsel and say, hey, help me figure out what is right and wrong, they have so much baggage in their life. They have so much uh, uh, problems in their life, it, it becomes almost difficult, if not sometimes impossible, to fix those problems. And it goes all the way back to this idea there is no discernment. There is no judgment, uh, the ability to discern between what is right and what is wrong. Look in verse number 15. Verse number 15, Yea, truth faileth. And he that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey, and the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no judgment. Uh, again, when there's no discernment, truth fails, because who determines what truth is? When there's no discernment, uh, then we make ourselves a prey to evil. We make ourselves a, a we destroy our lives. We give ourselves over to evil because truth and evil are circumspect. Truth and evil are relative. It's whatever you decide for what you want for that particular day. And and I truly believe the reason why we are in the mess we are today uh, in our government, in our schools, in our churches, in our families, we are in a mess today because we have gotten away from the Word of God. We've gotten away from what is the absolute truth, and because of that, no one can sit down and determine what is right and wrong. No one can sit down and make a proper discernment as far as the right direction to go, and so the result of that is our paths are crooked. We don't know what truth is. We're, we're walking around like blind men. We're, we have no light about us because we're living our life by our feelings based upon our circumstances, based upon uh, what, what we feel at that particular moment. There's no judgment. There's no discernment. 
discernment, and it is destroying people's lives. Look in Isaiah 61, chapter 61, and notice in verse number 8. Isaiah chapter 61 and verse number 8. Notice what he says. For I, the Lord, love judgment. I hate robbery for burnt offering, and I will direct their work in truth. And I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Now, again, I'm not going to preach to you the whole context here, but the point that I want you to say is that the Lord loves judgment. He loves, he loves the ability that we might know what is truth. That's why in this world that we live in, a world that is full of lies, a world that is full of deception, a world that is full of, of, uh, of people living in the gray area. There's, there's no lines drawn of what is truth and what is right. God says, hey, I want you to know I love judgment. I love it when you are able to discern and make the right choice between what is right and what is wrong, to be able to make the right choice between evil and what is good. That is what I love. I, the Lord, love judgment. Look over in Amos chapter 5, the book of Amos, one of the minor prophets there, Amos and chapter number 5, and notice in verse number 15. Amos chapter 5 and verse number 15. Hate the evil and love the good, and establish judgment in the gate. It may be that the Lord God of hosts will be gracious unto the remnant of Joseph. What is the answer here to, uh, to God blessing? What is the answer here to God being gracious? Hate the evil, love the good. Establish judgment in the gate. Now, in the Bible, when it talks about in the gate, that was the place where decisions were made for the city. That was the place where decisions were made uh, when people had disputes within each other. And so he says, listen, if you're going to establish judgment in the gate, in the place of decision, then you have got to learn to hate the evil, love the good. Hate the evil, love the good. Hate the evil, love the good. That is what discernment is. And so God says the answer here and the way to please God and the way for God to establish you is to make sure that you are establishing judgment in your decision making, making sure you're establishing judgment in your life. And so whatever area of your life is, if you're a husband, if you're a father, if you're a mother, if you're a Sunday school teacher, if you're a youth pastor, a youth director, or a pastor, or a missionary, or whatever area you're serving, maybe you're a leader uh, in, in your workplace, maybe you're a boss, or you wherever it is where you have people that are serving under you or working under you, may you ask God to give you the discernment that you need to determine determine between right and wrong and be able to make the right decisions. Look over in Zechariah. Zechariah chapter 8. Zechariah chapter 8 and notice in verse number 16. Zechariah and chapter 8 and verse number 16. These are the things that ye shall do. Speak ye every man the truth to his neighbor. Execute the judgment of truth and peace in your gates. It's interesting. We've seen that a couple of times now where truth and peace is associated with having the right kind of judgment. Listen, when you can discern between right and wrong, then you're going to walk in truth. 
when you can discern between right and wrong, when you make those right decisions, you are going to have a life of peace. Why, why are people's lives in turmoil? Because they've made wrong decisions. Why are people following after lies? Because they're making wrong decisions. But I'm telling you, my friend, when you get into the word of God and you understand that God has a desire, look at what he did for Solomon. God is no respecter of persons. If he can do it for Solomon, he can do it for you. If he can do it for Solomon, he can do it for me. The Bible says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not. And so when we say, God, give me wisdom, give me discernment, give me the ability to be able to discern between what is right and wrong, what is good and evil, God, please help me to be able to make the right choices. Now, again, that comes as a result of character. Character says, and again, you can know what's right and wrong and make the wrong decision. And, and, and that's why God says, hey, I want you to have discernment. I want you to be able to determine what's right and wrong and then make the right decision. And when you make the right decision, you're going to live a life of peace. You're going to know what is truth. And you are going to have a straight path in your life. And so may God help us today to add to our prayer list, to ask God to help us just as Solomon did. God, give me the, the ability to have the discernment that I need to determine between right and wrong so that I may teach my children discernment, so that I may teach my congregation discernment, so that I may teach my class discernment, so that they know exactly what is right and wrong. And I believe with all my heart, when we increase in discernment, we will decrease the need many times for the majority of the counseling uh, that we feel that we need, because God will give us the discernment we need to be able to make the right decision according to the word of God. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Always abounding. Today we learned to always abound in discernment. Always abound in judgment. May that be the prayer of our life today and from this day forward. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and I hope this program and this podcast continues to be a blessing and a help to you and your family. Uh, please share it with your friends. Let your friends know about this podcast. If it's been a help and a blessing to you, then no doubt it will be a help and a blessing to your friends and your family as well. And so I encourage you to forward this podcast on, maybe send somebody a link, maybe let people know on your social media about this podcast, and uh, that way we can let other people know and they can be encouraged as well to always abound in the work of the Lord. You can find our podcast wherever podcast platforms are found, and uh, just simply uh, type in always abounding or type in my name, Keith Stensis. If you want to contact us, if you have a question or you'd like us to pray uh, for a special prayer request, then you can contact us through our website, and uh, that is Keith at KStensisFamily.com. That is my email, Keith at KStensisFamily.com, or you can go to our website, kstensisfamily.com, and you can contact us through that website. And uh, so anyway, we'd sure love to hear from you. Thank God for his word, and uh, thank God that you and I have the opportunity to choose to always abound in the work of the Lord. God bless you so much. Have a wonderful day in the Lord. We'll see you next time.
want to thank you for listening today. We trust that this podcast was an encouragement to you to always abound in the work of the Lord. For more information about your host or simply contact us, visit kstensisfamily.com.